Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everybody. This is Paul Catalina with the Believe and the Cowboys podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. The only place with a show for every team in Dallas and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, we get into it. This is the intro. This is episode one, but we'll get into it right off the bat. Cowboys free agency heading into the offseason. We'll get into the combine and draft later in the week once that's all wrapped up. But first, let's talk the pressing issues. Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper, number one and two for the Cowboys. We'll get into it. We'll get into that in a second. But first off, just a little introduction. Paul Catalina, been covering the Cowboys for 10 plus years, ESPN Central Texas in Waco. Training camps, games, we're going to bring you lots of different stuff on the Cowboys, from the locker room, from experts, from me, from ex-players. That's what we're going to do here on the Believe in the Cowboys podcast. The Cowboys are the most dramatic team in sports without having won a championship in over 25 years. There's always something going on. We're always going to have news on the Cowboys. We're always going to have discussion with you, the listener, on this podcast about the Cowboys because that's what they are, the most interesting team in sports. You love them or you hate them, but you're interested by them. That's the Cowboys. That's the world that Jerry Jones has created. And none more evident in the off-season intrigue surrounding Dak Prescott. There should be no intrigue. There's zero intrigue on this. It's one of those stories that's only interesting because it's the Cowboys. The only thing you have to wonder is, do they have to franchise him before they get a long-term deal? And what happens if he decides to miss practice time? There are all these things going around, fake, manufactured, silly stories about somebody else potentially being the Cowboys quarterback. Steven Jones has said it. Jerry Jones has said it. Mike McCarthy might as well have said it. I don't think he has quite yet. He hasn't talked that much except in his introductory press conference and a meeting the week after with some of the local media in Dallas. But Dak Prescott's going to be the quarterback for the Cowboys. There's a fake manufactured story at the Combine this week about Tua Tagviola because he grew up a Cowboys fan. He has two dogs named Dallas and Star. Oh, my gosh, so interesting. Does that mean he's going to pull an Eli Manning and make a play to try to get traded to the Cowboys? No. No, it doesn't. That's not what he said. That's not what he meant. Somebody asked him what team that he liked. He said he liked the Cowboys. That's it. That's all. That was that whole thing. And then because it's the draft season and we're in a hot take universe, 
You get all this stuff about Tua maybe wanting to go to the Cowboys. Well, even if he wanted to, the Cowboys have their quarterback. It's Dak Prescott coming off the best season of his career. Yeah, the Cowboys were disappointing last year. Yeah, they had to fire Jason Garrett. Yeah, at times, Dak wasn't great in games. But there were games where they were only in it because of Dak. And he's getting better and better. He returns his offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. Mike McCarthy, well-known to be a quarterback guru. Let's not forget, this is the guy who helped build Aaron Rodgers in spite of their relationship deteriorating at the end. That's what he did. He built Aaron Rodgers. He can build Dak, too. He can make him better. And Dak's only gotten better over the first few seasons of his career. So, yeah, are there things that he can do better? Absolutely. But you can win a Super Bowl with a quarterback the caliber of Dak Prescott. Many lesser people have done it. Joe Flacco did it. Trent Dilford did it. Mark Rippon did it. He had an MVP season when he did, but Jeff Hostetler did it. Nick freaking Foles did it. It's not just about the guy under center. So many other things have to go right. Dak Prescott is the future of the Cowboys. So if you don't like that, you better find a way to get on board. Bottom line, because it's not changing for a long time. And Dak Prescott's going to make close to $40 million a year. And that might drive you nuts. Because you may not think Dak's worth that. The market says he is. And that's what's important. Think about it from your perspective and your job. The market says you're worth something. You want that, right? All right, it's just different professional athletes because they have better lives than us. Hell, the reason he's worth $40 million is because people listen to podcasts like this one about the Cowboys. But with the wins he's already had in his career, he's earned market value for what he is. There are lesser quarterbacks on the market than Dak that will get close. Jameis Winston will get close to what Dak's going to get, no matter where he winds up, whether he winds up back in Tampa. And he might get the same if they both get franchised. He's a lesser quarterback than Dak. Drafted much higher, obviously. Maybe a much higher physical ceiling. But so far, he's been a lesser quarterback than Dak. And you can get into reasons outside of every quarterback's control as to why they don't win. The Cowboys didn't win last year because neither side of the ball matched each other in certain games. If the offense was good, the defense was bad. If the defense was bad, good, then the offense was bad. Mostly the defense was bad. Jason Garrett never lost the locker room, the faith in the locker room, but his message did get tired. And his game plans get, did get repetitive. And the league had kind of figured the Cowboys out. That's why he's gone. Maybe they figured him out a couple years ago and just talent alone made the Cowboys more contenders than they were. But Dak Prescott's not the reason the Cowboys lose. 
So if you're in any way upset that the fact the Cowboys are going to re-sign Dak Prescott to a long-term deal, you're going to have to let that go. Because he's going to be there for a while. For better or for worse, and probably for better, given the uptick in his career and the arrival of Mike McCarthy. Is Mike McCarthy a cure-all for the Cowboys? Who knows? Remains to be seen. But I think he'll at least be a short-term upgrade, especially for the offense and especially for Dak Prescott. That brings us to offseason issue number two, Amari Cooper. This one's a little bit more interesting to me. And I'm going to say right off the bat, Jerry Jones is not going to lose Amari Cooper. That's not going to happen. The Cowboys will keep Amari Cooper. He'll be there. More than likely. Jerry Jones does not let players that he wants to keep walk. In fact, outside of maybe the first couple years of free agency, when the league didn't really know what was going on, you cannot name one in the modern era of free agency that the Cowboys have wanted to keep that they've lost. You can't. They overpay sometimes. They extend guys before they're ready. Heck, they might have one of those guys on the roster right now in Jalen Smith, who after he got his extension had a bit of a down year. All that remains to be seen, but they did it with Miles Austin. They did it with Jay Ratliff. They did it with countless players over the years. They don't lose guys that they want to keep. Bottom line. And Amari Cooper's an interesting one because he played most of the last year really in a lot of pain. Toughed out a lot of games. I was walking out of the locker room after one of the Cowboys games late in the season. I can't remember right now which one exactly was. But he was limping badly. And I thought, oh, there's no way. There's no way he's playing next week. They're going to have to sit him down. He toughed it out and he played. Was it a good idea? Eh, hindsight's twenty twenty. And at times he probably hurt them more than he helped them playing that injured. But he was out there on the field and the other team had to account for him. The Cowboys' biggest question is, how deep do you get in to an Amari Cooper contract? Given the fact that he's really only been great at home, and he has been great in games at home. But on the road, he struggled. He struggles in bad weather. Look, he's a South Florida guy. I'm a South Florida guy. I struggle walking around when it's chilly. So I get it. We're not tough people when it comes to weather. And I am in no way trying to compare myself to Omari Cooper. I'm just saying, yeah, sometimes the South Florida guys is struggling the weather a little bit. He's going to have to play cold weather games. In the NFC East, you're in D.C. 
Philly and New York. All of them get cold. It'll only be cold inside Jerry World because there's a retractable roof, but all the other three stadiums are outside. You're going to have those games. You're going to have other games outside the division. It's going to be cold. Can he be effective 16 games a year? Can he have better games? He's one of the best route runners in football. He's one of the most cerebral receivers in football. He's one of the hardest working players on the Cowboys team. He's coming back. But how deep do you get in contract-wise? You're not going to go probably all Julio Jones, but you're probably going to get pretty close to that because, again, that's market value for elite wide receivers in the league. Once again, I'm Paul Catalina. This is the Believe in the Cowboys podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. We're going to do this three times a week. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And right now, just going through some of the off-season issues the Cowboys face. Off-season issue number three. Byron Jones. This one I just don't see happening. I think the Cowboys throw him into free agency, and if they get him back, it's because he's coming back at their price. But cornerbacks of Byron Jones' caliber, even without the interceptions, just don't get thrown into free agency and come back. Somebody's going to give Byron Jones stupid money. It's probably not going to be the Cowboys. Most of their cap room is going to get eaten up with Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper. So that means the draft, lower tier free agents, because Anthony Brown, maybe he comes back. Maybe you get him back on a, on a good de- team-friendly deal. But he's coming off an injury. And had some struggles at times, although he's been a solid player for the Cowboys. But he's a free agent as well. And cornerback is one of the classic overpay positions in free agency. The Cowboys are not a team that gets deep into big-time free agents. And that's a good thing. Most of the teams that do, the Jaguars, the Browns, the Raiders... I mean, yeah, none of them have won Super Bowls for a long time like the Cowboys, but they're not nearly as the Cowboys aren't near, nearly as tumultuous when it comes to their roster. You build through the draft. Your free agents are the ones that you keep on your own team, and then you supplement with guys like Robert Quinn, solid pickup for the Cowboys last year. Maybe he comes back. Again, he's going to get tossed out into free agency, and we'll see what comes back. Randall Cobb, I really think he's a strong possibility to come back. Familiarity with Mike McCarthy, really, really likes Mike McCarthy. He's not just familiar in that he played for him for a long time, the first part of his career until this past season. But really likes him, really likes him, really respects him. Had a great relationship with Mike McCarthy. And he was a really good fit with Dak Prescott, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, and all the rest. So you can bring free agents maybe like Randall Cobb and Robert Quinn back. But Byron Jones, on the open market, his price is just going to explode. Can't really bring him back more than likely, but... It's a possibility. 
which brings you to free agency issue or offseason issue number four. What do you do about Robert Quinn and Randall Cobb? I got into it a little bit a second ago. Randall Cobb probably more likely than Robert Quinn. You got to see what happens in regards to Robert Quinn with Tyrone Crawford. Randy Gregory could possibly come back at any time, but the Cowboys can't just count on that, and that chip pretty much in their minds has sailed. Whatever they get out of that's fine, and maybe the new CBA makes weed legal in the NFL, so that would make what Randy Gregory suspended for maybe null and void. I don't really see that happening, and all those issues need to be worked out, but they can't really count on that. Defensive line, still an area of need. Tucker Charlton was a bust. He's off to Miami. Ironically, led that team in sacks last year. Hardly even sniffed one with the Cowboys. David Irving was a heck of a find, but a guy who doesn't want to play football anymore and is out of the league. Tristan Hill, their second-round pick last year, defensive tackle. Probably going to be counted on a lot because Blink Collins also into free agency. A player the Cowboys really like, but again, might get out in a free agency given the fact that he's been a solid player in the league for four years and get a big deal somewhere else. And the Cowboys will let him test those waters, and if he comes back into their pond, then great. If not, then he swims away. But Tristan Hill, one of the reasons they drafted him is because Malik Collins an impending free agent. But Tristan Hill hardly got in games last year. So he's a big question. A lot of the lesser free agents, what do the Cowboys do? We know Dak and Amari are coming back. That's going to happen. Dak for sure, Amari almost as for sure as I can say. I mean, just would blow my mind to smithereens if Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones got frustrated and let Amari Cooper walk. Now, they might have a problem with the new CBA and that that transition tag and franchise tag that they might be able to use will go away because of the CBA will be agreed to, but that remains to be seen as the players are still dealing with that. And that brings us to off-season issue number five. Jason Witten. I spoke with Jason Witten in the Super Bowl a couple weeks ago. He said he wants to come back. He's told everybody this. He wants to come back, but he knows that it could be with someone else. And I don't see that being, there's a lot of, oh, Jason Garrett's to the Giants. He's going to go to the Giants because Jason Garrett's his buddy. Jason Witten's not coming back to not play for a Super Bowl. In fact, here's a little bit of mine and your boy Q's interview on ESPN Central Texas last month at the Super Bowl about his future. I'm not trying to push you to another team, but you mentioned, you know, maybe you'll be back in Dallas, maybe you'll be back on another team. How would it feel for Jason Witten to put on a jersey that's not a Cowboy jersey? Well, it's never happened, so I don't know. Um, (laughs) You know, I think 
uh, you know, I'm not naive enough to think that, like, look, that doesn't happen. I mean, you know, Tom Brady's going through it right now. I mean, there's a lot of great players that that happens to. Um, you know, it's it'll be different. I mean, I'll always be a Cowboy. That's no question about that. But uh, I just think... You know, when you when you get to this point in your career, and then a new coach comes in, like that's that's normal. That's what happens, you know. And so I'm not closing the door on that. It's just, you know, I, I also know if I make a decision to go play, that that ultimately may be what happens. So um, we'll see. You know, hopefully I'm lining up in that 82 with the star on the helmet, but you never know. Have you have you kind of watched McCarthy's offense? And I mean, it's going to be Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore, yeah. and, and said, well, where does where could I fit in here? Yeah, I've looked at some of that, you know, and I think really I, since Mike got hired. I've tried to, we had a good visit early on and kind of pull back because he's trying to get everything in place. And uh, I think that's the next step. I mean, look, they, they're trying to merge two different offenses right now, you know, I mean, and that's what they're spending a lot of time on. And so kind of letting them put that together and figure it out, you know, I think that's what Mike's starting to build. And then we'll see, you know, kind of where the biggest thing I think you got to find in my situation is just find the right role, right situation. And uh, so I'll visit with them as it unfolds. How many players after the season sat back? and say, you know what, this isn't on Jason, this isn't on Kellen, this isn't on Chris Richard. Yeah. This was on us. Yeah. You know, we just didn't get it done when we needed to. I mean, I've seen you get very passionate on the sidelines, yeah. and it was almost so, like, come on, guys, let's do this. It's on us. Yeah. Well, I think, look, it's always going to be about, you know, the players. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, coaches are great, and they make a difference. They're going to give you a blueprint to go out there and do it, but it's always going to fall on the players, and we had opportunities, and that was, was disappointing because, you know, you could still, you're right there to sneak in the, and win the division, you know, so... Um, I think the players are accountable. You know, you got to have the confidence to be critical of yourself. Mm-hmm. And when you pull back, and I think those guys do that, and um, they'll be better because of it. And, you know, and unfortunately change comes with that. But I do think that that's a, that's a really good, talented roster. All right, last question before we let you go. Texas Sports Hall of Famer who was down in Waco. Like right yeah, after yeah. you made the announcement, you were coming back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that changed the whole yeah. thing yeah. last year. Uh, but you have never played in this game. Yeah. And you, you know, said leaning towards playing is – this game the driving force behind coming back it is yeah you know I think um, you, you know when, you, when it's all said and done you, you know you'll forget the catches and the touchdowns it's you know the relationships and then the ability to play and call yourself a champion you know those are the things that you'll remember the most and that's the driving force is to play in this game and um, you know every time I come down here I think you know next year's going to be my year you know and you just it's not that easy but uh, I feel like it's close in a lot of ways. So, yeah, it's a big driving force for me. So you heard it there. He's preparing for all possibilities. And if you're the Cowboys, what do you do? Do you bring him back knowing he's not nearly as effective? He's an okay blocker. He can still help you in the red zone, which he did a lot. But ultimately... He's at that point where you probably have to move on and he could be a progress stopper at tight end. And if you're another team that's a contender, do you bring in Jason Witten? Who does he help? Because he's not going to the Giants. The Giants are not a Jason Witten away from going to the Super Bowl. There are a lot of things away from going to the Super Bowl. In fact, one of the, the worst rosters defensively in the NFL in 2019 was the Giants. They got to get a lot better over on that side of the ball. They got to look better in the offensive line to protect Daniel Jones and give Saquon Barkley a chance. They need playmakers at receiver. Is James, Jason Witten going to go there and help them win right away with a first year head coach and Joe Judge? Just because Jason Garrett's there? Probably not. 
So is it the Patriots if Tom Brady goes back there? Does he help that team? Are they interested in him? Usually that's kind of the guys that Bill Belichick likes to bring in for a stretch run, but again, we'll see. Or if you're the Cowboys, do you bring him back? Because you know it's going to be a good deal. And you, you know you need some depth at tight end. So even if maybe you draft one, maybe you bring Jeff back Jason Witten and see how it goes. But ultimately, you may just have to let it go and start the clock until you put him in the ring of honor and when he goes eventually into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. It's a hard pill for most Cowboy fans to swallow. It's a hard pill for a lot of the Cowboys media to swallow. It's one of the best interviews that we'll get. The team leader. It'll be a shame that another great Cowboy goes on without winning a Super Bowl. And, and granted, there's only been a few in the last 25 years that you really lament didn't get a chance to win one. Tony Romo, Jason Witten, DeMarcus Ware won one with the Broncos, but not with the Cowboys. Jason Witten would certainly be right at the top of that list of not getting that ring finally with the Cowboys. It would really be painful not to see one on Jason Witten's hand for Cowboys fans. All right, that's going to do it for us on the first episode of the Believe in the Cowboys podcast. I'm Paul Catalina. Find me on Twitter at Paul Catalina, on Instagram at Paul Catalina 56 Absolutely interact with me. I want to hear your opinions. I want to know what you think about the Cowboys offseason. If you have questions, we'll get them answered. We'll talk to the experts here at the Believe in the Cowboys podcast. We'll get people in the know. I'm not just going to wildly speculate on things. In the offseason, I'll bring you things from minicamp, things from the draft. Inside the Cowboys locker room, we'll go there. We're going to bring you the best Cowboys coverage we possibly can, week in and week out, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. All year long, the Cowboys will always have news. Friday, we'll get into some of the combine and possible Cowboys targets. What they could be looking for in the draft. Positions of need. And how those guys have done over the time. And some of them won't be done by Friday, but we'll get into it all. Once again, I'm Paul Catalina. This is the Believe in the Cowboys podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.